Amen. Thank you, Pastor. You may turn your Bibles to Matthew, the 22nd chapter. I don't know about you, but I still look around here and think this can't be real. Can't be real. Feels feels pretty crazy. But God is good. God is good. Um, I just want to share something with you tonight, just um, something the Lord's just been working on me with. I feel like since uh, right before the last time I spoke, I feel like just I feel like the Lord's just been tearing me down, starting me over from scratch. And uh that, that's not a bad thing, to be honest with you. I mean, sometimes we just need to be, we need to be reconstructed. Not the what the, found, the foundation is still good, but some of the things that we've built, we just need to be, the Lord just needs to tear them down. So I feel like the Lord's just been sifting and doing some things in, in me, um, changing my, my perspective on um, how to do things. And so I just want to share that with you tonight. I hope that it blesses you. We're going to read this first scripture here, and then we'll come back to it at the end kind of tie it all into what we're going to talk to uh, talk about Matthew the 22nd chapter and I want to start in verse 17 it's a very familiar scripture that we've all read before and starting verse 17 it says tell us therefore what thinkest thou is it lawful to give tribute unto Caesar or not but Jesus perceived their wickedness and he said why tempt ye me you hypocrites show me the tribute money and they brought unto him a penny and we're in verse 20 now and he said unto them who is this image and superscription? And they said unto him, Caesar's. And then Jesus said unto them, Render therefore unto Caesar the things which are Caesar's, and unto God the things which are God's. Amen. Let's just pray tonight. Lord, we ask you, God. I ask you, Lord, that you just help me to just portray, Lord, the message that you've put in my heart, God. The things you've shown me, God. Let me just be able to speak them. Use this mouth tonight, God, to just share with my friends my family, my brothers, and my sisters, Lord, the message you've put on my heart. We ask you to just bless us all. God, change us. Make us into your image, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Good news tonight, I'm not going to preach about giving. So, uh, But every time I've heard that scripture, I, I have to say that's probably the, the first place that people go with that scripture is give to Caesar what's Caesar's, give to God what's God. And, and I'm not going to go that direction tonight. We're going we're gonna to kind of change change the little directions just some insight that the lord showed me and i don't think it's some great revelation it's just i'm gonna be honest with you when we when i've prayed in the past i've i felt like that i had to fill my prayers with a lot of words anybody ever felt like that like when you go to sit down and pray you're like okay i gotta think of something to pray about like somebody give me something to just start praying about because i have to say something in order to pray and i and Every time I come up here, I tell you I'm hard-headed, and I, I, because every time I come up here, I found out how hard, hard-headed I am. But I've just been, I've, I've found out something, that if you don't say anything, you can hear. If you don't speak, you can hear. And Pastor Rodney said this the other day, he said the Lord gave us two ears and one mouth. But when we're praying, at least what I've thought is, is that when it was time to pray, it was time for me to speak. But really, I've been finding now that when it's time for us to pray, it's time for us to listen to what's God saying. Can we speak? Absolutely. Should we make our requests known to God? Absolutely. But if all we're doing is talking, we can't hear God speak. And if, and if we want to hear what God wants for our lives, then we have to be able to hear him speak. And so I just believe that the Lord was just showing me something in my life that I needed to, to, just, uh, to just bring to the forefront. And I, I appreciate Pastor Rodney's messages in, uh, lately about manhood. I mean, this is something that we need to hear. 
manhood has been under attack for a lot of years. It's been something that, that we look at some of the situations that the world has brought on and we, we think they were attacking one area and really the attack of the world has been on men. And uh, one of my favorite movies is The Patriot and he takes his boys out into the woods and they, they're going to go attack the people who just burnt down his house and he says, boys, now you know who the leaders are in the, in the group, right? You know how to tell the colonels and the lieutenants, shoot them first. Because he knows that if the leaders go down then the rest of the company falls behind them shortly after. And this is what has happened to the people of the, the men of the church, the men of this world, as they've been under attack, because they know if they can take the man down, then they can take the family down. And the men, and I, so I appreciate that. It's been, um, it's tough sometimes to look at yourself under a microscope and think you're a man. And so I was going to, I was going to try to do it without crying. I'm sorry. I really was. I, I really hadn't planned on that. But it, it, it's, this is just something God's been just stirring in my heart. And so I want to go to Genesis, the first chapter. And Pastor Rodney read this a couple weeks ago. I'm not intending to step on anything he's preached. Just the, this, the, the words of the Lord just been touching me. Genesis, the first chapter, and verse 27. It says, So God created man in his own image, and in the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. We were created in an image. Image is everything. The world says everything is about image. If it wasn't about image, they wouldn't try to get you to buy a certain amount or a certain type of clothing. They wouldn't try to get you to buy a certain type of car. They wouldn't, they wouldn't put ideas into your house what a, a perfect, perfect family is. Image to everybody in the world is everything. And to be honest, the church has gone that direction too. This is what you want to be like. You want to be like this church. You want to be like Bethel. If you want to have good music, you've got to look like Bethel. If you want to have good music, you've got to look like Hillsongs. Image has become our driving force of what we try to be. And, to, and, I, and I looked back and I started to begin to think, in the, in the times before I was even born, image was as, as important as it is now, but what, what we thought about image was not what other people told us image was. It was about what we saw. And I mean it like this. Young boys grew up to try to be like their dads. Maybe it looks silly to wear overalls, but they wanted to wear overalls when they got older because that's what their dad did. And, and, and uh, young girls wanted to be like their mothers because they saw them in the house cooking and they wanted to be able to bake and they wanted to do all those things that their mothers did. But we've, we've let image transform us into not believing that those things are important anymore. We've made image into something that has distorted our vision of what reality is. And our world should be where young men and boys look up to their fathers, as we've been hearing, and young women look up to their mothers, as they, we, what we've been hearing from the preaching here in this, in this pulpit. But image is everything. When people look at you, they see something. And we all know that when we go out in the world, we're supposed to look like Jesus. And that's to, tell that to somebody who just got converted and they have no idea what you're talking about. Go out in the world and look like Jesus, so we're going to wear loincloths everywhere. Please, let's not do that. Let's not do that. But the, what we represent, the image that we bring, is important. And so in this verse, in, in uh, Genesis, the first chapter, verse 27, it says, So God created man in his own image. God created man in his own image. It also says that... Uh, in the image of God created him, created he him, male and female. Now this is a this is a uh, 
a scripture that has long been up for debate because people want to say, well, this proves that, G- that a God is non-binary because he made females and males to look like himself. This is an argument that, that, that the world wants to bring forth. This is an argument that the church wants to bring forth. Believe it or not, it's being preached out of pulpits about the Lord, whether or not God is even male or female. And God is spirit. God is spirit. He came in the flesh in the form of a man, but God is spirit. And so how do we then do we become, how are we then created in the image of a spirit that does not have form? And so this brings us to our point tonight is that God has created us to be in the image and in the likeness of him. Not necessarily in a physical being. 1 Corinthians, the 15th chapter. I try to drag out my messages and I just can't do it. I'm sorry. I preached this at home. It took me 38 minutes. I'm just kidding. There was nobody at home for me to preach it at anyway. 1 Corinthians, the 15th chapter and verse 49. Sorry, I did not mark that one. First uh, Corinthians 15 and 49. And as we were born in the image of the earthly, we shall also bear the image of the heavenly. So we were born in earthly bodies. This is the body, this is the image that we've been born in. We were built and we were created in the image of Jesus as he came and became a man on this earth, but we are also to be in the image of the heavenly. I'm not that heavenly. I try, to, I try, we try to do our best to portray the image of Jesus in everything we do. And let me just tell you that every, every person, including, when I get up here to preach tonight and to speak to you about how to be in the image of Jesus, I'm not perfect in this. But it's something that we're working on every day. It's something that we're attempting to be. And so when God puts this on our heart, we just have to try and do the best we can to be born of the earthly, but also bear the image of the heavenly. I believe that in the scripture, in verse 27 of Genesis, the first chapter, God had to put in there that he created male and female in his image. And that that was for today's age. That there was only two things that God created, male and female. The distortion of image has made it where boys can look in the mirror and see a girl. Or girls can look in the mirror and see a boy. Or either one can look in the mirror and now even see a cat. I don't understand. But this is what we've done to distort the image of young people. The image of that we are to bear is that of Jesus. The one that God created us to was to be like Jesus. People may see us and I, I, I think I told this story a long time ago. I went into a mini mart one time and I was checking out, and this guy walks up, and he kind of he's kind of getting in my face a little bit, like really close, and I'm not really kind of close feely like that. And he's staring at me, and he says, "Can I ask you a question?" And I said, "Yeah." And he goes, "Are you Lonnie Phillips's boy?" And I said, "Yes." And he, he goes, "Man, you look just like him." Sometimes you can look at people, and you can see the image, maybe of their father and their mother. Sometimes you can look at somebody and you can see the mannerisms of their father and their mother. But God has created us to be in the image of him. Should we be the fathers that our young sons can look up to? Absolutely. 
But if we're not being the image of Jesus Christ, we're giving them the wrong thing to look up to. And Jesus has called us to be in his image. So let me take you back to Matthew, the 22nd chapter here, where this thought all started for me. And they tell Jesus to bring him, or is it lawful? They ask Jesus, is it lawful for us to give to Caesar? Is it lawful for us to give to Caesar? And Jesus, it says in verse 18, perceived their wickedness. And he says, why do you tempt me? And I love Jesus. He says, you know what? Bring me a coin. Bring me a coin. Let me see it. And so when they bring him the coin, he, he takes the, the coin of tribute there and he says, now whose image do you see on this coin? And it says Caesar's. They say Caesar's. Jesus set him up right from the beginning. Because Jesus then tells him, he says, then everything that has the image of Caesar, give to Caesar. But everything that bears the image of God, give it to God. So we bear the image of something in every day in, in our walks and in our lives. We bear the image of something. And Jesus says, if it bears the image of Caesar, then give it to Caesar, because that's where it is rendered, that's where it should be given. But if it, if it has the likeness, if it has the image of God, then it will be given back to God. And that was just an amazing thing that, I, that the Lord just showed me, is that we are, we are meant to be in Jesus' image. We are meant to be seen, and if we are, then we will be given back to the one true God. The one that bears the image of the one true God will be given back to the one true God. And when we look at him, when we look at Jesus, I'm sorry, when we look like Jesus, when the image that we bear is that of our Lord, we quit worrying about what everybody else thinks about our image. You don't care what other people think about your image because the only thing that matters to you is that you are more and more in the image of Jesus. God has created us for a hunger to be more like Jesus. And God has set men in our lives, he has set women in our lives to be the example of how to be that. And I think it's time, and we've been hearing this preach, but I think it's time for us to start looking at those who are older, those who are above us, those who are more spiritually our fathers, if you will, and say, I want to be like them. I want to bear the image of, that they bear because the image they bear is that of my Father who's in heaven. Some of us, some people don't have a Father to look up to so they don't know how to bear the image of the Father that they have. And this is what the world has wanted is they've wanted young men to grow up without a Father to look up to. But Jesus knew that already. God already knew that this is what the world's attack was going to be on the church. This is what the attack was going to be on the molecular family is that to take men out of the equation. And so he set forth a father for us to look up to, to bear the image of him. And that is what our purpose is. And I, I, I bring something so uh, elementary, but when we begin to see that God has something for us in the fact that he wants us to be in his image. It's not just about love. That's what they want to preach. It's just all about love. That is part of God's image is to love people. But God's image also is to tell people the truth. It, the, God's image is also to kick over the tables of the money changers and say, that's not going to happen here. 
God's image is to love people enough to tell them you can't live like that and still receive or be given back to the Lord when, the, when God renders what is His or has His image back unto Him. This is the image that God has put us in. This is the image that God wants us to follow. This is the image that God wants us to imitate, is that He wants us to be in His likeness. Amen? But God has just been, just been waking me up to see. And I think that, the, as I said in the beginning, is being able to listen to the Lord. And then once you hear the Lord, allowing yourself to be changed by the Lord. Because it doesn't do any good to hear and not put that hearing or what you've heard to work. But when God says, this is what you should look like, then it's up to us to try to transform into that image. God has given us the ability. God has given us the, the works. He's given us the leadership to be able to do that. But in order for that to happen, you've got to pick up the mantle. You've got to pick up the trowel and hold a sword in the other hand to protect your family while building up what God has put in front of you. And that is to become in the image of our Father and our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen? That's it. It's simple. It's simple, but it's, but it's something that that I've overlooked for so long. Sometimes you, look, you read those scriptures and you say, Oh, the Lord's talking about giving. And he was talking about giving to me when I read that scripture before. But sometimes if you just listen to the Lord, he'll take that scripture and he'll make it into so many more things for you that always point you back to him. Always point you back to him. I just encourage you that as you go this week, look, at, look to try to be what God has made you to be in him. Not what God has made you to be, because they'll take that all kinds of different directions. God, what God has made you to be in Christ Jesus. Amen.